0: Welcome to Unlocking Brand, a part of our Siegel & Gale podcast series. Here, our global brand experts host live case studies, deliver actionable insights, and answer key questions on the topics that matter to brand marketers today. In this episode, we explore our work for AirCap. AirCap is the global leader in aviation leasing, offering unrivaled comprehensive and tailor-made solutions. Gillian Culhane, Vice President of Corporate Communications at AIRCAP, joins our President of EMEA, Philip Davies, Senior Strategy Director, Patrick Kampf, and Design Director, Duncan Kelly, to discuss repositioning a brand following an acquisition. This is Siegel & Says.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to Unlocking Brand, virtual event series where our global consultants deliver actionable insights, uh, host live case studies, and and answer those key questions to the topics that matter to brand marketers today. I'm Philip Davies. I'm president of Vermeer at Siegel & Gell, and I'm going to be your host for today's conversation. For those that don't know us, uh, Siegel & Gell is a global brand, strategy design, and experience firm. And today's topic is how to rebrand a global leader in aviation leasing. Today, we'll have an in-depth conversation that will explore how Aircap uh, and Aircap are the global leader in aviation leasing uh, with a portfolio of over 1,700 commercial aircraft, how they used brand as a lever for growth after a major acquisition. We'll also explore how to reposition a brand after an acquisition, design a new visual system um, with a striking new wordmark, redefine a brand purpose and, and matching business principles and activate a new brand identity to unite all stakeholders. To lead today's conversation, I'm delighted to be joined by Gillian Colhane. Gillian is Vice President of Corporate Communications at Aircap. I'm also joined by my colleagues, Patrick Kampf, Senior Strategy Director, and Duncan Kelly, Design Director here at Siegel & Gale. Before we get going, I invite you you to ask questions as we have some allotted time at the end of this discussion. So for those that know the drill, please put your questions in the Q&A box and we'll get to as many as we can. All right. So let's get started. So um, Gillian, great to see you today. And How are you and where are you today?
2: Uh, Good afternoon, Philip. Um, I'm here in Dublin, in Ireland, um, in our offices um, located on St. Stephen's Green.
1: Fantastic! It's great, great to see you again. And um, you know, I mentioned you know being a the global leader in your in your business in uh, aircraft leasing. But but there's such a big story behind AirCap. Uh, Maybe you could um, sort of just elaborate a little, and and if you like, set the stage for us in terms of who who is AirCap um, and and what what is their history.
2: Sure. So as you mentioned, we're a global company, we've 13 office locations around the world. Um, in Ireland, we have our headquarters here in Dublin, and we also have a large presence in the west of Ireland. So we have office locations in close to our customers. We have a very large office in Singapore, in Miami, the Middle East, in Dubai, and, and various places um, around Europe. Um, Aircap employs approximately 670 staff. Uh, we're listed on the New York Stock Exchange and as you referenced at the top, we're the largest owner of commercial aircraft, um, with seventeen hundred aircraft and an order book for the three hundred and eighty. And we lease aircraft and engines and helicopters to about three hundred customers around the world.
1: Fantastic! And uh, as an industry itself, it has it has grown exponentially over the last sort of thirty or so years, hasn't it? As I, as I
0: understand it.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So the aircraft leasing industry was founded in uh, 1975 by a man called Tony Ryan. Uh, some of your listeners may know him from, he also founded Ryanair as well. So that was really the, uh, he established a company called GPA, Guinness Pete Aviation. And since then, Ireland has grown to become the leading centre for aircraft leasing globally with $100 billion worth of assets and Irish lessors um, own about 60% of the world's leased aircraft. Um, And a fun fact, maybe, um, it's estimated that an Irish leased aircraft takes off from a runway somewhere in the world every two seconds. Um, So most of the top leasing companies have a presence here in Ireland with their C-suite here as well so a lot of the decision makers are here the industry provides highly skilled work um, to about five thousand people directly employed and then indirectly through third-party services such as mro so they're the maintenance and overhaul accountancy audit tax so kind of a cluster a center for excellence if you like and it contributes to the irish um, economy 600 million each year
1: yeah, uh, incredible da- data. Incredible. I love that every two seconds fact as well. That's amazing. So if we were to take the, wind the clock back a little bit, when we first met you uh, nearly a couple of years ago now, and you know we 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 obviously recognised as as you know the, the incredible business that you have, but I guess you also recognised that you needed a, a brand to match that as well, something that was going to deliver on the business as well. I think we we mentioned if it was a foot race, the uh, the brand would get lapped by the business several times. So. Just to set it out for us what was the the impetus um the reason the decision to rebrand from from um, your team's point of view
2: Sure. And today is a, an auspicious day, um, Philip. So this day, two years ago, November 1st, 2021, we completed the GCAS acquisition, and that was truly transformational for our company. So Aircap is now, it had become the undisputed leader um, within the industry, and that was through the um, GCAS acquisition. And also prior to that in 2014, Aircap acquired a company called ILFC, and that was like an industry first in terms of the, the size um, of the of that um, Um, acquisition back at the time. And then there was a lot of organic growth as well as that throughout the years. So the acquisition had brought with it new talent, new expertise, new capabilities in the form of a helicopter business, an engines business, a cargo's business, and also materials business. So it greatly enhanced the offering that we could um, bring to our customers. Um, So given all those changes in early 2022, we thought it made sense to reassess the Aircap brand and decide whether it was still fit for purpose and to consider a redevelopment. So fundamentally, we felt that Aircap's brand needed to measure up to our new size, our new scale, our new stature within the industry and represent the newly unified Aircap. And we also wanted it to stand for a modern, innovative, market-leading company with world-class expertise that was shaping the future of aviation. So it was clear that we could do a better job of conveying who we were. So we also wanted, importantly, to reaffirm to all of our key stakeholders, our customers, our business partners, investors, lenders, and and our employees who our cap was.
1: Fantastic. And um, so it was really, you know... a moment in time, if you like, to realise that leadership position and and if you like represent that in the fullest way. But also this 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 moment of acquisition as well, where you're actually going to be joining forces with a with a, a similarly sized, in fact possibly even larger in terms of people, um, company as well, and and the, the necessary sort of combination of strengths that each brand brings to the table, and also that each each have their own distinct culture. So. How would you describe those unique strengths that, that that was suddenly fused together in this new this new acquisition?
2: Yeah. And, and you correctly say, so Aircap um, and GCAS were number one and two. So Aircap by dollar value of assets and GCAS by number of assets. um So both brands had you know strong reputations, market leading and trusted brands in the aviation industry. Um, their lineage could be linked all the way back to GPA, the founders of the industry. And so significant brand equity and something that we certainly didn't want to dilute. There was also a lot of synergies between both businesses. So very much customer focused. We shared a lot of the same customers. However, culturally, I would say maybe, you know, quite different. So GCAS was owned by GE and very much aligned to their company um, culture, if you like. Um, Whereas Aircap is an independent company. You know, we have very flat structure. It's a fast paced, high performance type of a work environment, I would say. And, you know, our core mission is to create long term value for our shareholder.
1: Yeah, it's great. We certainly caught sight of the um, fast paced, high performance culture as well. We love that. That was that was certainly something we saw. and We wanted to make sure that came across in the, you know, in the story that we wrote with you. And also then, of course, in the how the brand identity was then was then deployed. So, Gillian, we're going to we're going to bring Patrick in now because we're going to we're going to talk about strategy as well. So, uh, Patrick, hi there. How, how are you today?
3: I'm good. I'm good. Philip. Thank you.
1: So, come on, Pat, Patrick, talk us through it. Share with us some of the strategic recommendations that we were looking to do, you know, in terms of you know, the change in brand perception, the sort of benchmarking that you recommended and, and how this in, impacted in terms of culture and increasing brand equity.
3: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so one of the first things that we noticed that we needed to change how the brand spoke about itself. You know, Jillian was mentioning, you know, it was back then and it still is now the undisputed leader. So knowing that you don't have to be loud all the time you don't have to be flexing your muscles all the time and we wanted to make that shift of you know turning that muscle power that the brand displayed into what we call brand brain power becoming much more authoritative much more influential in how they spoke and uh, you know this very subtle change of behavior allowed us to compare ourselves with a whole new set of competitors that operated with excellence in their own industries. You know, it was it just all of a sudden it wasn't enough to be measuring ourselves against, you know, the other guys, you know, aircraft leasing companies that were so much smaller than AirCap was. You know, we needed to be in the same league as the JP Morgan's of the world, the McKinseys of the world. We needed a brand that that take us, you know, that took us to that upper oh. echelon of companies. And this was when we started articulating that notion of excellence, you know, something that you're going to see in the story and, and in the brand later on as well.
1: Yeah. So Gillian was talking about some of, the, some of those fantastic you know, data points and facts. What, what did you gather? What, what things did you, you pick up about, about Aircap that really then informed this story that you, you put together?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, lots of things. Well, you know, Sigling Gale, we pride ourselves in doing fact based branding. So uh, this was no different. And uh, it, we, it, we rolled up the sleeves, not just all the all the data points and facts that Jillian mentioned, but, you know, doing field work. I, I've been to Ireland so many times during the project. We did field work with employees across four major global hubs. You know, we spoke with customers, with partners to understand their perceptions, you know, how the business is changing after the acquisition. What are the expectations from this company going forward? You know, there was so much rich information that we were able to gather. And plus, you know, the the other insights that we had about excellence, we started forming this hypothesis of the duality, right? Which is something quite cool, you know, the, this this hypothesis that the brand represents and, uh you know, this whole notion of the duality of the brand became quite famous internally. And uh it was an inspiration for the story as well.
1: Yeah. And I guess that also came from the name itself, too. You know, this this if you break apart the, the name, and I know we're gonna get, get into that also when with Duncan talking about the identity, but that is a gift as well in terms of showing actual fact there's two parts of this this organization, this business that are really operating at um at um and quite quite some some uh velocity, if you like.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, such a cool story because, you know, the duality started from the name, you know, the two words put together, air and cap. We started thinking about these two words, you know, and air, you know, it's, it's something that is, is, oh, it's air, right? It's light. It's all around us. It flows freely. And cap is just, it's the opposite. It's, it's capital. It's, you know, it's the aircraft that they have. It's big and heavy machines, but at the same time, they, fl- they fly graciously in the air. You know, and, and it's almost like one needs the other to be in perfect balance and then connecting with some of the other le- learnings that we had, you know, air also equals the creativity of the team, the problem solving, the partnership with with the customers that they that they probably displayed, you know, the ingenuity behind it. And CAP was the well-oiled financial machine that was running in the background, making sure that everything was was in place and going forward. So it was it was the muscle of the business, right? So you need both. You need you need air and cap, just like you need air, the mind and the body. And that was the famous duality that we arrived. The more interesting thing is that, you know, to connect mind and body, you need movement. Movement is the unifying bond between, you know, who we are. And uh, and that was the springboard for some of the, the the creative choices that we made going forward too.
1: Yeah, that's great. That leads, I think, also nicely into thinking about if, you know, if brand is about compression and trying to, trying to boil it down to its, to, to still decency, if you like, talk a little bit about the, the line that, that came out of this process as well, because that, and Gillian, you're going to talk about that, I know as well. And there's, there's great, great examples, I know, but this idea of never stand still. Um, talk a little about how, how, how we got there.
3: Never stand still. I'm not gonna take credit for this. This is a great line. But it was again the outcome of not just great collaboration, but the outcome of this concept of movement that I was ju- just saying now. And movement for us, and it's, well, especially for AirCap, you know, it was something that was with them since forever, you know, looking for opportunities, the next deal, the next move, the next acquisition. It's a company that has high ambitions for the future, but even if you look at the past, they were always about not settling always about wanting to achieve more as a business and no wonder they're the undisputed industry leaders. So there's this excellence angle to it that resonated quite well with employees. You know, don't stop, keep learning, keep growing, keep challenging yourselves because that's what leaders do. So never stand still.
1: Yeah. And I, and Jillian, I know you've got some amusing anecdotes in terms of, in terms of the story and also how it, it almost retrofitted into Angus, your CEO's way of way of talking about the business as well. Do you want to, you want to share a little bit on that with us?
2: Sure. Yeah. So, um, as Patrick said, you know the concept of movement. It's you know and um, being in constant motion is critical to our business. And our, our CEO often says, an aircraft on the ground that's not making any revenue is just an expensive piece of metal. And um, so, it's a perfect representation, if you like, of the brand um and so yeah i guess we were you know when we came about we came about it initially we wondered you know how it would be perceived internally so externally you know it's an authentic it's an authentic representation and a perfect tagline for us but we didn't know how it would be perceived by um by employees in fact you know it was the opposite you know they embraced it and, and and people have it in um they use it in their PowerPoint presentations and uh, and it's referenced very often you know um in meetings Etc you know um for instance we had a um, a department briefing um our engines team it's similar to like a lunch and learn and um and so one of the um one of the slides you know they were talking about all their different roles and responsibilities and and what the business do and they said we literally never stand still so yeah yeah it's definitely being embraced uh, internally
1: yeah that's great and just in terms of the actual strategic you know story that was that was developed how was that sort of how did that uh, I, I hate to use such a term but how did that land with your team and with the with the c-suite there at air cap
2: yeah and i think you know because the story it was authentic to us And it was simple and people could understand it and comprehend it. And they said, you know, this makes sense to me. So I think all the work and all the research in terms of all the competitor analysis um, that Patrick and the team did, um, it really is, it, it, you know, there was, it was very much fact-based and this is what our customers, this is what our lenders, this is what our partners had told us, you know. So I feel like it was, yeah, it was an authentic representation for, for everybody so people could get behind it. But again, you know, um, after the brand launch, we had an internal brand launch. I know we're going to speak about that a bit later. Oh. But people said, you know, I understand it. You know, I understand the story, which was so important.
1: Yeah. Well, we had such. I mean, I, I remember the, the collaborative process the team went through with your with your your colleagues as well, which which really got us there. You know, the, the visits you know to the, the various locations you have around the world, plus also didn't hurt having your CFO being such a such a key sponsor on this as well, and the, and the way that he brought to life. Uh, the commercial nature of the business into something which was really cultural and very creative as well, and how that came through. So we we were lucky in terms of how that that came across. And you know, getting that story really then needed to be brought to life, and that's where we you know we got into the identity. This is this is where we're going to bring Duncan in. Duncan, you've been w- patiently waiting there, so thank you. So you know, Patrick was talking there earlier about the theme of duality in the in the design work. How did you? sort of seek to incorporate that in the work that you were doing?
4: Firstly, it's it's going to be really good to get simply in very early in this conversation, but ultimately, simply, uh, the duality is everywhere in the Aircap brand identity. It informs Kind of everything throughout the brand toolkit, from the logo where it's where it's quite present, we'll go through that in a in a kind of few slides time, right through to colour treatment, type behaviour, and then even into this kind of really lovely distinctive graphic graphic property that moves through the whole of the brand identity. It also duality is kind of super important because there's a lot of movement within in the uh, visual identity, um, and that really helps to amplify that idea. There's this really nice kind of graphic tension between quite static elements with really dynamic elements within every application that really helps deliver that idea. And also kind of you get a sense of movement, direction, progress that runs through that as well. So it ties in really nicely throughout the identity, but it also kind of links up to the Never Stand Still positioning really neatly as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So how did how did uh, you know, when when you were crafting? I know you're going to put some. You're going to show us some pictures. I'm sure everyone would like to see what this actually started sure. to look like as well and how you developed it. But when you were you know crafting the new identity, how did Never Stand Still you know, anchor the creative path that you were you were going on? It's a really great starting
4: point. And then out of that kind of positioning statement, we got some really powerful kind of individual brand principles in in confidence, agility, and precision, which in their own right are really evocative phrases that. Yeah. Give you so many spaces and places to go and then when you when you're kind of creating and developing and, and collaborating with those behind you but also in that really rich territory of flight it, it gives you kind of excuse the pun lots of airspace to to explore but then when you begin to filter down and go through that process just always beginning to ask yourself and again we've got loads of really lovely ideas in here in duality confidence mm-hmm. agility precision just being able to ask ourselves is delivering against all of these along the way, really helped to anchor the creative and and get to kind of the brand identity as it is now. So never stand still, confidence, agility, and precision. And this was how we began to kind of articulate that. Confidence in our ability, you begin to get a sense of kind of directness and purpose. Agility is our obsession. There's, a ne- there's an element of movement and dynamism and the precision in our execution. There's, there's a kind of real purpose in everything there. And I'm giving a little bit of the game away, but I'm get, in a couple of slides, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail. But here is the Aircap logo, really confident, really precise, really agile. And there's loads of kind of when you unpick all of the lovely detail that's within this logo, it, everything kind of makes sense. So you have this kind of all caps, all confidence in the word mark. You've got a really nice high contrast light and bold typography t- treatment in there that kind of it's really great that we've got a really balanced compound word it it, it yeah. lands really nicely um you've got a really lovely agile arrow shaped cornerstone symbol in there so What we're seeing is all of these kind of brand principles just threaded through the the identity right from the logo. And we know that the logo is kind of the hero for every brand identity uh, or for this brand identity in particular. So just really elevating it by imbuing it with meaning and purpose just made a lot of sense. And then you've got this kind of really lovely performance detail that runs through really nicely, precisely executed craft running through the air um, component. So right from the off, logo it's imbued with so much kind of meaning and elevation and elevated purpose that it kind of really really stands out and and kind of and sets the tone for the rest of the brand identity and then the toolkit kind of brand on a page you begin to see kind of as and how uh open uh, as and how confidence agility and precision kind of really come to life so this really nice dynamic gradient treatment running through the color you get kind of what's really interesting about color is that There's a nod to the history in the blue. We know that that's kind of a colour that pre-existed and and it's been elevated and taken to a richer, deeper space. It also speaks the kind of the the air that Aircap operates in. And then we've got this dollar green and labelled because it kind of speaks to that purpose and intent. So it's not only is it kind of the land, but it also gives that sense of kind of real direction and and proportion in, in how we're using the brand identity. And then we've got an asset silver in there as well, which speaks to the product. Moving really quickly on to typography, you've got kind of really nice uh, type that's inspired by the world of flight. So you get a sense of destination boards in there. And it's kind of this really nice high contrast behavior too. So you're all, we're always delivering with every kind of single component, but also as it all comes together, those kind of elements of duality, confidence, agility and precision. And then overall, like a never standstill behavior. And then photography, photography. Focuses purely on the asset, the people, the product, the places that the business operates in. And then this really distinctive and graphic property that threads its way through the identity and brings lots of energy and dynamism to it. And it's inspired by flight paths. So we, when we were looking at that world of flight, there were loads of different cues, some cliched, some uncommon. But where we were finding was there were really lovely spaces to play in and kind of properties to build to end up with something that felt really, really distinctive. And then how it took flight. You can see kind of on this page from kind of print to digital to product itself, how you can begin to kind of get the dynamism and energy and movement in there. There's duality across everything. And then you feel that there's a sense of, of confidence, agility, precision. It was, it was about driving these kind of principles home and everything that we were doing creatively. And it looks great at 30,000 feet. So knowing that we have the opportunity to go kind of big, bold, And kind of extensive in the brand, so we creating a brand that worked across all the different platforms too. But then, kind of regrounding it again. I think one of the kind of really great challenges of of this uh, project was that knowing that we had this kind of quite broad architecture, so so developing and refining a brand that was able to be used consistently to deliver consistency across a a very kind of expansive brand architecture.
1: Terrific. Thank you, Duncan and Gillian. Um, I was going to ask you, in fact, also the the eagle-eyed and the keen of ear will will also notice that um, confidence, agility, and precision also is uh, is the acronym from CAP as well, which is which is kind of kind of neat. But when you looked at this this identity, I mean, for us, it felt authentically you. And what were your reactions when you first you first started looking at this?
2: Yeah and you know it was a it was a great representation i mean at the air cap the name was a great platform for us and again bringing in the duality you know the air and the cap it spoke to to who we are you know and and what we do and so when we looked at it and um, the movement throughout the brand design it gave a huge amount of flexibility for us as well so we could see it in its application and and how it could be. And I think, you know, again, it's it's very much reflective of our industry. You know, you have the the blue, the sky blue, the green for the dollars, but also a nod to our heritage and our ESG, and then yeah. the asset silver. So so yeah, the application of it is um has been, you know, it's it's a great brand to work with. Um
1: yeah, it's it's it is nice. I know we we always talked about this being a, a global brand that happens to be from, from Ireland. But it's actually very nice to have the green in there representing Ireland as well, of course, which 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 is not, not just the dollar green, but it's also the an Irish green there and there too, which we we thought was 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 an important detail too. So Patrick, you talked earlier a little bit about you know the the need for differentiation, but also it, I think you hinted also on the need for stature too, and you know looking at other brands to benchmark against. I think you mentioned you know J.P. Morgan and so forth in terms of the sort of the gang that you that we we saw as the rightful place for aircap to be to be alongside and that was one of the things we talked about Julian also wasn't it in terms of you know just just reframing the benchmarks and the and the peer groups that you might want to be seen seen alongside so patrick just when you look at this how does the new brand identity help differentiate aircap from the competitors
3: yeah sure i think the first thing was you know avoid thinking of the traditional sector competitors and you know we were just saying how can we be inspired and measure ourselves against the upper echelon of these reputable global companies and you know duncan was talking about the you know the, the new principles that we that we designed together for this brand but you know the the, differenti- the differentiation came also from how those principles were reflected in the voice too so not just you know the precision of the execution visually but also you know becoming more influential more assertive in how we spoke you know the tone of voice you know, knowing that the measuring stick had changed, we needed to act differently. And then, and then, you know, looking at the brand, looking at the whole system, the toolkit, it was something that garnered that esteem and that stature that we already had as a company. But now we were, you know, beginning to be, become more recognized, knowing that we were playing with, you know, the big boys from the other industries as well.
1: Yeah. And Jillian, you know, think just saying it and seeing the given that ambition that, that that Patrick was just laying out there, this need to. Need to be to inhabit that role of leadership as well through your brand, not just in your business, but that is then requires you to do things. And we know that you have sort of pretty bold leadership ambitions. When I say that, I mean industry leading leadership ambitions when it comes to things like ESG and so forth. Love to hear your thoughts about how this this new positioning and the new the new brand is helping you realize that in terms of leading aviation towards a a more sustainable future.
2: Sure, and you know as as Patrick um said there, you know we were now three times larger than our nearest competitor, um however, you know our voices all sounded the same, and um, that point of differentiation was uh, was important to us in terms of esg um Aircap is acutely aware of our responsibility um as a leader in our industry in in transitioning towards a more sustainable future. And core to our strategy there is the purchase of new technology aircraft and engines. And we've set an ambitious target um, to be 75, to transition our fleet to 75% new technology in 2024.
1: That's, that's a punchy number.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's talk a little bit about how this actually was was brought in and how it was activated and implemented. So. I know the story of the, how this was unveiled and I'd love to hear you tell that actually, uh, Gillian, in terms of how this was launched um, and how the new brand identity was unveiled to to your people working at Aircap as
2: well. Yeah, sure. And I think uh, Duncan has a slide on it as well. Um So uh, we decided for, you know, the best impact that we would launch the brand um, in January. So in Dublin, we have it's called Aviation Conference Week here, and it um, happens the third week. And so tens of thousands of aviation professionals descend upon Dublin um, for these conferences. And there's also lots of events and, and, um, and different activity that happens throughout that week. So we launched the brand internally towards the end of the second week of January because we wanted our employees to see it first and to, you know, understand it in advance of, of the external launch. And so, as you pointed out earlier, um, our brand champion, our CFO, um, Peter Uhas, um he launched it um, at an all-employee town hall. And then uh, to mark the occasion, our partners in Boeing flew a Dreamliner simulator over to Dublin, um, and you'll see it in the at the bottom left of the photo mm-hmm. there. And so they put the Dreamliner in the aircraft, the new air cap livery. And so employees got to um, experience that. And um, they had their instructors, um, the flight instructors there. And then the following week so aviation conference week we launched the brand externally and so we did um so it was it was quite a it was quite a big task because as i mentioned at the top we've 13 um offices globally so the rollout of the brand in terms of signage and and changing out all the physical and digital assets and that all happened um during uh, during that week And so a big task for for my team um to to undertake and we also launched um, not one, but three new websites, and a new staff intranet as well. So we had we had a lot of um, a lot of activity. But uh, during conference week, we entertain our guests here at our office in Dublin, and we have um, also some other events as well that happen. So um, we had we had a lot of um, uh, light simulations and different um, types of um, building projections etc um, which were really Instagrammable moments if you like and we had you know, balloons as you'll see in the first uh, there so we had balloon arches and different things so there was a real sense of um, a buzz around the office if you like um, as I say employees would have seen um, and had the, uh, the brand launch the previous um, week so they were delighted to be able to talk to our customers and partners about about the brand so yeah it uh, it went over well
1: fantastic it's a little about implementation as well how have you how have you approached that
2: yeah so as I say it was a big challenge because we you know not alone I uh, changed out all our offices and and all of our signage but we also did um the websites and we also uh, produced a brand video as well so the implementation of it was you know, I think it was fairly seamless. And then, you know, people have, we had some um, workshops to explain to um, our colleagues how to utilize the new brand templates and the brand itself. We have a set of brand guidelines as well so really, you know, it was it was well communicated, I would say, throughout the business um through those workshops. And again, some of myself and some of my colleagues have gone to our overseas offices and and done, you know, sessions with our colleagues um, over there just to speak about the brand and the usage of it and and any questions that they would have.
1: That's great. What, what have you learned on those trips? What's What's been the feedback to you?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I guess. The, you know, it takes a while for, you know, a, a new brand to settle, if you like, you know, and and just in terms of the usage of, you know, logos and the applications of it, etc. And um, we use PowerPoint templates a lot here. So for both internal and external purposes. So, um, again, a lot of, you know, producing of um templates. So kind of questions around that. But uh, I think overall, you know, people have really em- embraced the brand and, and they're very proud of it. Um, they say, you know, they get some really nice feedback from our customers. Um, they say, you know, it looks very professional. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's been a great success.
1: Fantastic. You know, one of the one of the, the, the really lovely things I think about this project as well for a, for a business that has such valuable assets, I think that the recognition that possibly your most valuable asset was your people in this as well. And, you know, there was the the assignment that continued on into employee value proposition phase as well, which, which I think um, Patrick, you, you were front and center on as well. Do you want to talk to us a little about how that, how that evolved?
3: Yeah, it was a big piece, you know, and everything that we've been saying so far, I think it relates to the external manifestations of the brand, but, you know, the EVP program, was meant to build an internal brand, the one that resonated with AirCap employees, especially having gone through such a a, a big acquisition, right? So the EVP was meant to unify the two cultures, the two companies, and also reassure stakeholders of what the company stood for going forwards. So, uh, so we worked together with their internal HR teams uh, to create this platform that was meaningful for the employees, and of course, everything backed by research and, and fact-based, and focus groups, and listening to employees and and things like that. Uh, so, this platform was uh, was supposed to provide this north star for the business, uh, which was which was missing at that moment.
1: Yeah. And and to have that platform, it needs it needs a great purpose and a great set of values as well. Do you want to talk a little bit
3: about those? Yeah, right. So you know, you're gonna s- sound silly, but we had the CAP, we had the acronym right of, of AirCap, yep. and CAP was was uh, confidence, agility, and precision brand principles. So we were left with AER, and we turned AER into ambition, excellence, and respect corporate values. So we had the whole. AirCap name turned into you know memorable sets of of values and principles that was easy to to remember and uh, and also meaningful for them as well.
1: And Jillian, a, a purpose statement as well, which has been very easy to sort of absorb and and implement within within the organization as well. You know, pe- people talk about culture, and you know, obviously, we all know Peter Drucker's famous phrase about 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 um, culture and strategy. But you know, we also say that strategy gets this appetite from purpose so you have a purpose statement now which which we'd like to think has really helped also embed the evp and make it easier for people to understand why they go
3: to work
2: absolutely it's aligned it's aligned our people um i would say and it's also aligned you know the corporate brand to the employer brand as well and so that was that was a key objective of um of of the new employer brand Um, So we we now have a defined set of values and behaviours that underpin the high performance culture um, that that is in Aircap. And it conveys to the outside world what it's like, you know, prospective employees, what it's like to work here um, at Aircap. and And it differentiates us in the market as well. Um, and we've also incorporated our values um, into our performance management um, guide, our recruitment process. So it's it's been really it's been really helpful uh, for us.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and Patrick, when it came to you know the EVP, how did you know we've we talked about it quite a lot? But this, the, the, those three words never stand still. How how was that absorbed into the EVP as well?
3: Yeah, that was that was paramount. It was the for me, I think it was the connective thread because it embodied the mindset of, you know, pursuing excellence, as Jillian was just saying, you know, the high performance culture. It's not about competition against other departments, but it's much more about you competing with yourself and trying to be better every single day when it comes to work. You know, therefore, never stand, you know, never stand still. It it was that motivational rallying cry that i think you know a lot of people gravitated towards super important
1: yeah yeah so i um we all know that branding is 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 not a one and done exercise you know it's a it's a it's a continual living thing um so jillian you know with that in mind you know how, how do you see the aircap brand evolving from here
2: yeah so I guess the EVP was the next phase of that project and and we've launched that um in recent weeks and so you know we're still communicating that I would say internally as well as I say it's it needs to cascade you know throughout all of our all of our you know employment recruitment documents um and so you know the next phase of this we're looking at maybe doing some employee testimonials as well we're going to um on right. the road to our overseas offices um and and see that out that way as well so um yeah certainly there's there's still more work to be done um the pace now it just gives us a little bit of breathing space following the launch earlier this year now we've launched our EVP and and so it's kind of finessing it I I would say
1: fantastic. Fantastic. So I'm going to ask each of you, you know, what what lesson you've learned through this through this assignment. Um, and I'm to, I, I think we'll start with, with Duncan. Duncan, what, what what lesson have you learned through this?
4: I mean, there's really there's a fun lesson, which is that jet liveries are incredibly fun to design, but there are lots of angles and bits that stick out. So that's like the first <laughs> lesson I've learned, and and testament to that, which which kind of is always uh, to have a prop handy. I mean, the other, the, the the kind of the other lesson you unique to this project is that flight is a is a really rich space to for creativity. From the cliched against the uncommon, as we discussed in in the identity, there's so much there. And and actually, I think what was really great about that whole process was being able to kind of go on that journey of discovery, understand understand the business and and the sector and that whole world, and then. Um, and then, and then be able to kind of shape that and filter that down in a way that, that really delivered something kind of really different and striking and distinctive for AirCap together. And, and I think we've done that and it, it's, it's certainly confident, agile, and precise, and it really delivers that kind of never still attitude as well.
1: Yeah. Lots of angles. So many angles. So many angles. Patrick, what have you learned through this?
3: I think, I think the power of listening, you know, and, uh, we were talking about the focus groups and, uh, and in the interviews that we've done with so many employees, and you know, hearing firsthand from them the expectations, uh, and then again another listening session with external folks, partners, you know, and and everybody that does business with AirCap. Lots of information coming, you know, f- directly from the source. And you know, once once you remove yourself from the equation, and you you kind of you have all of this information to deal with, and you and you listen intently you're able to find something that's meaningful so for me i think listening was key
1: yeah julian this is your thing you led this what did you learn on this process
2: yeah and you know to patrick's point you know having the data is key because it was factual it's what employees said and it's also what our our customers said our partners our lenders so it was it was feedback of how they saw us um, and what what we represented to them and so I think having that as as a basis um, to start the the brand identity and the brand positioning and all of that was was so important and it was so worthwhile um, putting the time into that. Um, I also thinking having a brand champion at C suite leadership level was imperative to the project because, like any business, there's you know there's lots of external uh, factors that that come into play. And so, you know, a project like this could easily get sidelined. You know, it could be seen as maybe not priority. But I think when you have momentum behind a project, it's so important to keep it going as you move through the phases. And so, you know, very grateful that that we had Peter Uhas, our CFO, as a champion on this particular project. And um, I guess the other thing is, you know, the you know it was a mammoth task um in terms of rebranding you know so much you know across um all of our business um you know it's I wouldn't underestimate um the 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 volume of work um that's associated with it in terms of websites Etc but um I think you know when I look back now it's definitely worthwhile we got it all kind of a one and done and and launched it and we could sit back then and you know enjoy it and now we've kind of iterated and it's great um, it's, it's great to see the, the brand being brought to life.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. Congratulations. And, you know, when, when you think about success, and, and this this really does feel like a successful launch that you, you led here. And I can't help but notice the picture that's behind you. Do you want to, do you want to tell us a little bit about that day?
2: Yeah, so this was the day um that we launched the external brand. Um if I'm not mistaken, it was January 13 and uh-huh. 2022, yeah, or twenty twenty-three, just earlier this year. Um so our friends at the New York Stock Exchange, they're They were very excited to hear that we were rebranding. And um, so they turned the trading floor air cap for the day. And so the picture you see there behind me has our logos on all the different uh, boots on the trading floor there. And so, yeah, it's it's a great image.
1: I imagine your CEO quite liked that one as well.
2: Certainly. I think it's hung in a couple of places, Uh, Uh, office and 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 maybe at home I'm not sure but uh yeah it's certainly uh it's it's a proud moment I think you know um to see to see it um looking in the stock exchange yeah
1: yeah because I was going to ask you about how you define success and I think that is one in terms of where that picture might be hung um in terms of the brand itself you know in terms of you know, how 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 people really got behind it in your organisation, including your know, Angus, your CEO. He really was. You, you mentioned Peter, who was amazing, but not about Angus was in a lot of meetings as well, and 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 his contribution was was priceless actually on on occasion too, which was which was incredible. So, if you were to sort of give us some definitions of success, I actually think that you're going to mention an item of clothing in that, as well as some of maybe some harder numbers too.
2: Sure. Yes. And again, I think it goes back to the story was compelling and it was authentic um, to to air cap. And I think, you know, it resonated with people. And again, it comes back to the simplicity of the story as well. You know how it was told. Um, But certainly there was a core group um, internally here who got behind um, the project, including our CEO, Angus Kelly. Um, and others and and so it was so important as well to ha- to get their contributions you know to the project so as part of the launch of the employer brand uh, which we launched there in late September and um, each employee got uh, a desktop and so we had a boarding card that told the the brand story and and then the um also our values um and then we also uh, each each employee got a piece of clothing so um it was a gilet or a jacket they had a choice or a backpack um but importantly it was um asked that the never stand still would be uh, part of the the brand so we had the logo on front and then the the never stand still on the back and uh Prior to that, it was just our CEO who would have worn the um the these the gilets or vests as uh, as they're called, um, and and uh, so now we have um, clones of our CEO walking around in the in the gilets and and the jackets around the office. So, um yeah, and people, I, I feel like they're wearing them with pride. So it, it's great to see.
1: That's fantastic. If that, if that isn't a definition of success, I don't know what is, Gillian. That's that's brilliant. So. I'm going to ask each of you what advice you'd give to other leaders who are who are at a who are at a moment that you were at, you know, two years ago. Let's start, Duncan, again with you. In terms, of what what advice would you give to other people who are looking at representing themselves uh, with a new a new brand or a new identity?
4: I think, in light of kind of in light of everything that that Patrick and and Jillian have said around kind of that that really getting into the data and 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 kind of and and kind of really getting into the numbers and really having all of those different kind of conversations lots of listening it just ta- i feel like that just set, that puts us all, that puts us all on like a really good footing and it means that we're kind of able to have those kind of conversations and build the work and build the flow and build the career every single kind of step of the way it's it's always grounded it's always grounded in kind of objective 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 and so i think i mean i suppose as for me that's kind of that's a little bit of guy that's what what i would come away from this project thinking that actually it's all come from truth it's all come from kind of honesty and and, and it's all come from kind of the business itself and the work is a testament of that i think yeah very true duncan nice thank you patrick
3: yeah so um so building on top of what duncan just said i think there's also a level of decision making and um and making bold moves, you know, because when you're a leader, this is something that is expected of you and uh, you have to make tough choices and you have to project the brand into sometimes, you know, a market that is unknown because it's it's something that is in the future and you want to be seen as the one that, who's leading the pack. Right. So, you know, bold decision making is, 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 is something that I think is in, in projects like these, especially for a company like AirCap, is something is something that is very important. And we found it in, you know, in the executives and Jillian and uh, all the team during all of the all the presentations that we had, all the conversations that we had, which just goes to show, you know, the level of organization that we were dealing with, you know, one that was willing to make the tough choices for the brand to be projected into the future.
1: That's great. Does that sound familiar, Gillian?
2: Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah, no, I... I agree with what uh, Duncan and Patrick have said. For sure, you know it's having a strong basis to work from, and and having having the data and having the support, and and keeping the project on track in terms of the momentum behind it. It's a really solid platform to 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 build a brand um, upon.
1: Yeah, fantastic. I'd hate to I hate to close this without not covering everything. So I'm I'm going to ask you. Julian, is there anything we've we've missed that you want people to be aware of? Any, anything else that, that you think we should know?
2: I don't think so. Um I think, yeah, I think we've we've covered it off um mostly. Um yeah, I, I I do believe, you know, I think the new brand has aligned our people, you know, you know, under and everybody is, you know, it's it's what we are, it's who we stand for. And um, so, you know, it tells people, you know, what we're here to accomplish. Um, and so I think it's been such a, a worthwhile exercise.
1: Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure and privilege for us to work with with your brand and with your team and to have the chance to do that. And we're we're immensely proud of the work. And um We've um, enjoyed looking back on it again today, actually, seeing, seeing how it's actually, you know, and I, 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 I didn't realize until we were speaking today that this is the two year anniversary, um, of, of that as well, which is, which is fantastic of the actual acquisition, which is, which is brilliant. So we picked a good day to do this on, I think. So thank you so much. So, um, with that, I'm going to, um, you know, on behalf of the team and at Seagull and Gal, um, to thank everyone who's on, webinar today. Thank you for joining us. Gillian, thank you so much for today. It's, it's always a pleasure chatting with you about, about Aircap and branding uh, and the role it plays in the world of aviation. Patrick and Duncan, thank you for leading this discussion as well, for your contributions and your insights. They've been fantastic. And for those that are in tuning in, you, know, you can listen to this conversation. And in actual fact, you can listen to all, all past episodes of Unlocking Brand by subscribing to the Siegel & Gale podcast. For everyone who's listening and tuned in, uh, Duncan, Patrick, but mostly Gillian, thank you for today as well. It's it's been a pleasure to chat through this wonderful brand again. So thank you so much and uh, have a good rest of the
3: day.
2: Thank you, Philip. And thank you to the team. Thanks, guys. Never stand still.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Patrick.
3: Thank you
0: for listening to this episode of Siegel and Gale Says. You can read more thought leadership pieces and explore our work at SiegelGale.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen. While you're at it, please leave us a review. See you next time.